Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I am your host, Jason Spears, back today with another preview of the All-22 position group today, defensive ends. We all know that the big defensive end last year that really came through for us was Justin Houston, who finished with 11 sacks and had a pretty solid season. I would expect the same, if not more, this year just because of what we added on the interior. But today we're going to go through the guys on the roster that I either think have a chance to make it or definitely are going to make it. And also some maybe guys that you're not thinking are going to are gonna play defensive end, I think might get a shot at defensive end. So the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to go through the pure defensive ends and then the guys that can play three-tech and defensive ends. And those two guys we all know are Altry and Lewis. I'll go through them second. But first, I'm going to go through the top seven defensive ends that we have on the roster. And let me just say this up front. Going through these guys and just looking at the statistics and the film, I would not be surprised if the Colts added a veteran to this position. There's not a whole lot of experience here and not a whole lot of production. So if you were to ask me, is this one of the stronger points of our team? I would say absolutely not, just based on the circumstances and with the roster that being what it is right now, I would say this is a weaker point on our team. Is it horribly bad? No, but I just think you're very young at this position. You haven't seen a lot of production, and you're losing Jabal Sheard, who was a big-time player for us as far as stopping the run and a great leader in the locker room. So he might be an option to bring back on a low, you know, a low-number deal. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but for right now, we're just going to go with the guys on the roster, and we're going to start off number seven with Jegs Jagid. He's 26 years old. We signed him out of Valdosta State two years ago. He was on IR all last year, so we really didn't get to see a lot of him, and so I'm not really sure what to expect, but out of the out of the defensive ends that we have on our roster, he is probably the one that is least likely to make the squad but I wanted to mention him because we haven't seen him who knows he could come on the scene and be the man you never know I mean we've seen stranger things happen in Colts camp so uh, that that's a guy that's still relatively young he is 26 but still relatively young and somebody that I think we'll get a good look at in training camp number six is Gary Green who is 24 years old and Kind of bounced around last year, practice squad to practice squad. He was on ours for a while, made the active roster, I think, for a couple games, but really didn't show much. And I'll be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of his when we drafted him. I just didn't see anything there. But obviously the Colts like him enough to bring him back, so they see something in him to keep bringing him back. So hopefully whatever that is will show itself in in training camp and, and he can push some of these guys because as of yet, I have not seen much to make me excited about Gary Green playing defensive end. The one thing he has going for him is he's 24 years old, so he's still relatively young. And I think they've got a really good D-line coach, so I think that'll help. So those are the first two guys. Those are probably the back-end guys for me. Number five is Kendall Coleman. He's 22 years old, so that's the biggest thing going for him. He's been working with Robert Mathis which is always good. You can learn so many things from these veteran guys. And Mathis is is a technician with his hands. 
and was just such a great player, and he was able to do it at two different positions. Now, obviously, Kendall Coleman's going to be playing defensive end. Uh, he's very productive at Syracuse. His junior year, he had 10 sacks. Fell off a little last year, dealt with some injuries, only had four sacks, but I think if he would have left Syracuse after his junior year, he would have been drafted fairly high as opposed to going undrafted. I think he has a, a really legitimate chance of making this team. I think with the players around him, he's going to be somebody to keep an eye out on because he can get to the quarterback. He can press the pocket. Definitely got after the quarterback in college. His last two years, especially his junior year, is really, really good at Syracuse. So, And, I, and let me just say this about the kid. Nobody's going to work harder. He's a great team leader. You guys know this. I've said it a million times. I'm a huge Syracuse supporter. I've watched all his games. I know a lot about him. He's a great guy. Fits this team perfectly. Going to give you everything he's got every week. He's going to study. He's going to do all the right things on and off the field. So I think he's got a really good chance to impact this roster, whether that be actually making the roster and getting snaps or you know maybe ending up on the practice squad. But I wouldn't bet against him making the opening day roster because I think he's that talented. So that's number five, Kendall Coleman, Syracuse, defensive end. Now we get into the guys that we know. At number four, 24-year-old Ben Banigou, a guy we drafted last year in the second round out of TCU. Again, saw flashes from him last year. You know, he didn't play as much as I think he would have liked and, and we probably would have liked. But there's definitely a lot to like about this kid. He's he's another guy that eats, drinks, sleeps football. Uh, when he's on the field, he's he he flashes and you can tell that, you know, you can tell what the Colts liked about him. He's very quick. He's powerful. Uh, you can move him around. So I think, you know, having him coming off his first year, going into his second year, I think you can see a big leap in his play. You know, you learn how to watch film. I mean, there's so many things you learn from year one to year two that you can improve on. So I think Ben Banigou is, is a guy that you'll see improve in the next year and, and just continue to get better. He's definitely an NFL talent. I like what I've seen out of him. It hasn't been as consistent as you want, but Again, he's a young pup. He's learning how to play the game, uh, you know, learning what the Colts want from him. So I think in due time, I think he's going to either be somebody that ends up starting on our defensive line at defensive end or a very good rotational player. I think at this point I would consider him probably a guy that's going to be a rotational player. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs in, in, in training camp. He's really got to play, learn how to play the run a little better try to get more pressure on the quarterback, just really every, improve on everything, and I think he will. You know, he's 24, like I said, he's a young young cat, so he's got a lot to work on, but he's got a lot of, a, a lot of promise, so I'll be interested to see how he does. Going down the line, uh, number three, and, and this is a tough decision because I actually think this guy is probably going to start the season at, uh, at defensive end, is Al-Qadeen Muhammad. He's 25 years old. He had three sacks last year, a forced fumble. I think he's a solid, steady guy. Reminds me a lot of Jabal Sheard, although I think he's a lot younger and he gets to the quarterback a little bit more, I think. More athletic version of him and a younger version of him. I think he might end up starting opposite of Justin Houston. I think Teray is going to take a little time. I don't think they're going to throw him opposite Houston right away. I think they'll use him in packages. Uh, I think Teray's going to be in those pa in those heavy pass rush packages in there with Houston. But to start, and, and Luke said this on on the offensive podcast when he was talking about Mack and, and, and Jonathan Taylor, it doesn't really matter who starts. 
It matters snap counts, who gets to play more, that kind of stuff. But I do like Al-Qadim Muhammad. I think he's underrated. I think he's going to have a good year for the Colts, somebody they can count on, somebody that's not talked about enough, and somebody I think brings a lot to the team. So he's my third-rated defensive end. I have Teray rated two just because I think if he can get healthy, he's going to be a problem. I mean, he's starting to figure it out. He's pressing the pocket more. He's getting to the quarterback, you know, hitting the quarterback, that type of stuff. So I think Ture is on his way. He's another guy that's worked with Mathis. And I think just getting out there and being able to play will be a big thing for the Colts, but I don't think they're going to rush him. So I would expect to see him in more passing downs, more of a kind of a situational role, if you will, because they don't want to throw too much at him too fast. And they have other players that they can play like an Al-Qadeen Muhammad that can go in there and kind of give you both a guy that can stop the run and a guy that can get to the passer and allow Teray to kind of slowly integrate himself back into the defense. But in the long run, I think he is going to be our second best defensive end this year. It's just going to take probably a little longer than normal because he's coming off such a bad injury. So big fan of, of Komoko. Like I said, he's still 24, still learning the tools of the trade, but definitely thinking he's a guy in the future that's going to make a big difference on this roster and somebody that's going to see a lot of snaps this year, especially in passing downs. And that leads to the number one defensive end, a great free agent signing that we had last year for relatively cheap. And that is Justin Houston, who really did a hell of a job last year. Uh, he's 31 years old, so he's on the back end of his career, but he's still very, very productive. Had 11 sacks, two forced fumbles, had an immense game against Kansas City, showed out in that game and really helped us win a huge game that honestly not a lot of us thought we could win. And we absolutely went out there and dominated from the beginning of that game to the end. And he was a big part of that. And I think we're going to see him have another big year this year because of the defensive line improving, the interior of the defensive line improving, offensive lines having to not only pay attention to Justin Houston, but having to pay attention to DeForest Buckner with two guys. And that's going to make our D-line even better both ends, the other tackle, all those guys. I mean, front to back, our defense is going to be so much better having Buckner there because it's going to be another all-pro caliber player that they're going to have to worry about. So I think Justin Houston is poised to have another big season, might even end up with more sacks this year than he did last year. So I like him to start, and I like what he brings to the team, the leadership you know, the, the production, everything with this guy is good. So the only thing that's not great is his age, but Hey, you can't have everything, right? I'm just glad he's on the team. So those are the, the those are the seven pure defensive ends that I think are going to be in play and have a chance to make the roster. Obviously the back two guys, green and Jagid are probably practice squad guys. I think Kendall Coleman, Ben Banigou, Al-Qadim Muhammad, Kamoko Ture and Justin Houston all have a very good chance to make it with Kendall Coleman being an undrafted free agent that would make the roster. I think he's got a great chance. So we'll see what happens. But those first four guys will absolutely be on the roster. I mean, Banigou, Alquadine, Muhammad, Kamoko, and, and, and Justin Houston will 100% be on. I think Kendall Coleman will play his way on as well. Now we turn to the the kind of hybrid guys, the guys that can play multiple positions. Tyquan Lewis can play defensive end. So he might be a guy they put out there and play there. Uh, he's also a three-tech guy that they play inside. So 
Maybe he's a rotational piece, a backup piece. I think that improves his chances of making the team because he can do multiple things. So I think, you know, it's going to come down to if he does any, he's going to have to do something this training camp to show that he deserves to be on this roster because we have some good players all over the defensive line and he's got to be able to outplay one of these guys. And I'm not sure he's good enough to outplay Kendall Coleman. And I'm not sure he's uh, good enough to uh, outplay any of our, you know, like a Robert Windsor. So it's going to be tough for him. He's he's in for a battle. But if he plays well, he could he could earn a spot and be a backup defensive end and a backup defensive tackle and be a rotational player. The guy that I think has the most interesting story and the most interesting storyline for me going into training camp is Danico Autry. And the reason being, I think the Colts are looking at him right now as their, their starting defensive end, or they they want him to show enough so that they can start him at defensive end, kind of like Jabal Sheard. He's similar uh, in, in the sense, in the size, and, and he's a little quicker. I think he'd get to the quarterback a little better. But he's played defensive end in the past with Oakland a little bit, and I think they really want to try him out there and see if he can play defensive end because they want to get their best pass rushers and their best defensive linemen on the field at one time. And and Autry, you can argue a lot of things, but you can't argue that he's not one of our top four defensive linemen. I would say our top four would be Justin Houston, DeForest Buckner, Danico Autry, and Kamoko Ture. So those would be my four. And I, if I, you can get, obviously you're going to have Grover Stewart out there too. So, but my point is like on, on pass rush downs and stuff like that, you might want him out there, but I just think they're going to give him a chance to show whether or not he's capable of, of playing defensive end at a high level. And if he's not, then they'll just go with what they have. I still think there's a chance they resign Sheard or go for another veteran defensive end just to hold it just just to hold down the fort so that they know they have somebody that if if all else fails can go in there and be good enough. So, I don't think defensive end is is exactly where we want it to be right now because we have a lot of extremely young unproven guys. But that said, they're young and they they still have chances to prove themselves. So, you know, you look at guys like Banigou and and Coleman and Lewis and Muhammad and Ture, all those guys are 26 or under, I think. And that's great. That's what you want. Actually, 25 and under. So that's what you want. You want young guys, talented guys, and you want them to have a chance to prove it. Well, they've got that chance, and this will be their year. If they don't sign anybody else and they roll with these guys, these guys are going to have to get it done. Defensive ends weren't really a strength last year. Outside of Houston, our defensive ends were, you know, they didn't make a lot of plays. They weren't very noticeable this year. They need to step up because they've got the guys on this defense to be able to be more productive. And there's no excuses, especially for somebody like Lewis, who's been in this defense for three years and hasn't done anything. He's got to step up and show this organization something or he's going to be gone. I think Banigou, I think, is going to have a, a step up year. I think Muhammad's going to be solid. Uh, the, like I said, my biggest interest is to see what they do with Autry and see how he handles whatever they give him, because I still think he could play defensive end and give us something there um, and give us, you know, maybe more than we got from Sheard that, but that remains to be seen. Like I always tell you guys, we can talk about all this stuff and it's fun talking about, but until you get out there in the pads and start putting it together and start playing, you don't really know. 
So we'll see what happens, but uh, it was fun talking about this. The All-22 is always fun. You go through the roster and you kind of you see how it stacks up in different position groups, and Luke just went over the running back position group, and it's loaded. And tomorrow he'll be going over the wide receiver group, and then the next time you'll hear from me, I'll be going over another loaded position, the linebacker group. So thank you guys for listening very much. I appreciate all of you guys. Luke will be back, like I said, tomorrow with the wide receivers on the All-22 offense here on the For the Culture podcast.